Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Luck. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. everybody thank you for joining us it's another episode of dr homebrew uh, i know you're probably looking for you know chocolate trap house or, or some other uh, podcast uh you know but you found us yeah and that's uh and that's that's okay it's just as good uh if not better I mean, honestly, we're not talking about politics, but, you know, we're talking about beer, and that's just as, as divisive, especially this day and age. And Everybody prob- seems, sorry, probably more important, too, actually. Probably, yeah. I mean, I would, uh, there's a fair amount of that. Speaking of what's important, Five Star Chemicals. Not only do they bring you this show, but they allow you to make good beer by cleaning and sanitizing your equipment. They make the chemicals to make you be a better home brewer, and uh, you should thank them for that. I mean, you know, you already do by buying a product and listening to this show because they support us, but you know how it goes. We're coming up to NHC again, and I always say every year they're going to be at NHC. Go say hi to the people at Five Star. They're great people. They support this show. They help spread the good beer knowledge, not only by making the, 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 the final product that you use, but also, you know, like I said, allowing us to tell you about it. So Homebrew check it out. Providence this year, yeah. They are great people. Are you going to Rhode Island for HomebrewCon this no, year? I no, I'm not going to Rhode Island. Are you kidding me? Hmm. Literally no reason in the world for me to go to Rhode Island. No, I just, there's, there's no way I can, um, even if I wanted to, because then Taryn would have to take off like a week yeah. and just stay with the kid, and that she doesn't want to do that, and it's just it's a yeah. whole thing. So not, not only does she not want to, but she, I mean, you know what I mean. She it's wants tough. to, but she can't. Right? Rhode, Rhode Island's nice. I've went, went I'm many, sure. many years ago. It's actually, we, we spent some time in Providence. It's a cool, cool town. I just, yeah. for logis- same kind of logistical reasons, I'm not sure. I don't think I'll be able to make it this year. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, I, I did think about it, but we just, we don't have daycare. We don't have anybody to take care of the kid. Yeah. So and then uh, having Taryn kill a week of um, a week of PTO for you know so yeah anyway for me not to make any money going out to Providence and spending money and just we can't do it we can't do it but that's all right you know well uh, maybe next year everybody maybe next yeah. year. When she's two, you can leave her alone with no babysitter, right? That's true. Latchkey kid, dude. That's that's how I was raised, and that's how she'll be raised, and it'll be a good thing. Don't tell anybody, though. Nobody rat us out. You drop her off at the concierge, just be sure you don't lose the ticket. That's right. Coat check, girl. That's right. All right, let's get our first guest on the phone already, huh? What do you think? All right. Let's just jump right into this beer. Let's do it. What are we doing? What is this? A Saison? Saison. It's a French Saison, I guess. Oh. Right. <laughs> I like that. Christopher, are you there? Hello. Hey. I am. Hey, what's going on, man? This is JP. Hey, how's it going? Good. How you doing? Famous JP. That's right. That one. Uh, You ready to talk about your saison, my friend? Absolutely. Hell yeah, dude. How long have you been homebrewing? About two and a half years. Two and a half years. All right. Is this your first saison? 
Uh, no, first with this recipe, though. Oh, okay. Because I figured two and a half years, so that's about Saison territory. Yeah. You know, that's a pretty good time to start <laughs> branching out into stuff, so I just exactly. figured it might be... It might be time. Uh, okay, well, I'll tell you what. Brian Cooper, why don't you start out, and we'll talk to Chris here about his saison. Okay. All right, getting into the French saison. Um, it is, um, in the nose, I got, like, a nice bright fruitiness. Uh, kind of a sharper lemony component. Um, some oranginess and apple Pleasant esters up front. It has a low... Uh, well, the, the phenolics are really faint, but I, I've got, like, a little whiff of some white pepper... Not too much there, um, but seems like a clean kind of Belgian farmhouse style ale ferment or, or French farmhouse, I guess you'd have to say. Uh, you know, the yeast notes are very, uh, very faint, but uh, it's a spicy hop in there. Uh, or I'm sorry, there's a very faint spicy hop. I can't read my own notes right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the the yeast the yeast is pretty prominent, but the hop, of course, is in the background. That's fine for the style. Um, lightly malty, clean kind of base and piddles malt character, but um, you know twisted a little bit by that that yeast. So um, no no DMS, diacetyl, anything really weird in there. That's cool. Um, Appearance wise, it's a pale yellow, lightly hazy beer with a fine head of uh, small white bubbles. A kind of a delicate head. It it, uh, it, re- it stuck around for a little while. Um, I guess the retention was fairly good, but it faded to kind of a collar here and. This one seems to have faded a little faster. We just report, but you know, uh, the appearance seemed fine. It could be could could use a little fluffier head, I would say. But um, in the flavor, now it's like shifting on me, and I get something kind of um, well, it's malty. It's coming across kind of cereal like, I want to say, and I was, it's not like maybe not like the cereal like. Uh, Cheerios kind of flavor like like THP that you get in certain sour beers and it's not not sour really at all um, but there's something kind of you know just like malty or like not not how am I to say this <laughs> it is malty but it is not like uh, the fermented malt flavor it's like more of a kind of a uh, unfermented malt flavor but at the same time like a malt ball or like a sweet malt yeah. powder malt powder maybe yeah. Um, interesting malted, mal- yeah. m- malted milk. <laughs> yeah, you like uh, like you buy yeah. malt to make milkshakes or yeah. to make malts with, right? Like that kind of powder. Malt or dextrin, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, right. so very low hops and bitterness. Uh, the bright citrus from the aroma seems almost gone in the in the flavor. So like the, the, the nice citrus, I was like, okay, this will be a nice, bright tasting beer. And there's just something that's kind of gone or dulled now. At the same time, it finishes dry, fairly dry as it should. Uh, that balances to the malt, uh, uh, you know, very low phenolics. Um, but yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out what the, what's causing this. Is it uh, so, so possibly some sort of mineral elements in the water? Um, is it? Is it? Do you have a high pH water or some or hard water or something? You know, al- alkaline, you know, kind of funky water you're brewing this with that's not letting some of that. Um, the bright fruitiness shine through in the flavor that was there in the nose. I'm not sure. Um, so, you know, if you know what you can tell us about your water, it might help us. But if something's really decreasing that, that perception of the fruit. So, all of a sudden, I scored a little lower in the uh, flavor than, than I did in the aroma. I thought the aroma was really nice. Um, but otherwise, it's, it's again clean. There's no real obvious defects here. It's just odd and, and a little off, but um, not in a 
classically defective way. Uh, Mouthfeel-wise, it's light-bodied, uh, kind of medium-light, maybe. No warmth, um, somewhat creamy. I'm not getting any real astringency in here either. The carbonation is kind of medium-low, um, but it's, it's it doesn't have that very the acidic impression. It lacks kind of that, that prickly bite that you normally get in a... Uh, in a saison, so it, this could be partially due to the um, the carbonation being a little bit lower, um, but it is it's pretty it's just well it is soft and I guess you know when you think about uh, French saison yeast it's going to soften it out a little bit but um, you know overall in the end I thought this was a very tasty beer I couldn't find a lot of fault with it but it has a really inviting aroma great appearance. Um, aside from, you know, needing maybe a little more head to it, a little fluffiness there to get it happy. Uh, with a, there's something in the water, or yes, maybe the yeast, um, that's kind of dulling the otherwise, um, you know, really nice fruity characters that I wanted more of in the flavor. Uh, I may not be judging this, I don't know, a thousand percent fairly. It's just, uh, compared to the guidelines, it's much softer and less acidic. And, you know, again, it might be that yeast, but it's, it just... Um, you know, less less carbonation and just kind of dulled. So, like, hmm. I don't know if it's that malt character and the flavor of getting is just like unmalted or maybe or unfermented or maybe uh, maybe oxidized malt. No, but yeah, I'm not getting I, a big papery either. So. I know what you mean by that, and I don't. Uh, you know, sitting here trying to dissect yeah. it, it's almost like lemony, but not bready, but not malty, but not or like yeah, almost. Almost like there is a big yeast character to it, like a yeast bite, but a subtle yeah. yeast bite, but not. It, it is kind of or it's like fruit, flabby, I guess. Fruit pith, but not fruit. Yeah, maybe you know, zest or you know brightness. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Brian Shar, go ahead maybe and maybe Brian you can do a better ele- job than I did. Elaborate a little bit. No, I, I largely echo what uh, Brian uh, Brian had to say. Uh, aroma, uh, definitely uh, pills malt. I got uh, spicy but primarily earthy hops. Um, I'm not sure if it was ultimately hops that with the earthy aroma as I go in to talk about the flavor. But a lot of earthiness. Uh, sort of a light uh, grape-type ester. A mm. uh, little bit of low sweet alcohol. No off aromas. Gave it a 7 of 12. Uh, appearance three of three is crystal clear. I can read through this beer. So and definitely, especially in the age of hazy beer, it's refreshing to have a, a large sample you can literally read through. So very well done. Uh, persistent uh, head, very white with very small bubbles, light straw color, beautiful looking beer. I love how this beer looks. It's uh, got that classic Saison look, and it makes me want to drink a lot of it. Um, flavor. Initially, the flavor is pills malt. And then, like Brian was saying, I get like an earthy. There's something, and we, we had a discussion prior to the show about there was something off. And we're Why both. Why do we call it cereal like or like THP, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I want to think of it that way. And it's it's that way, but it's right off the, the palate, not like a thing that you get after you breathe out afterwards. Right. And it's, it you know, right we're, we're both grandmasters, and we're still having, so I'll give you this, you're stumping the grandmasters about what is exactly this, this flavor in your beer. Uh, it's just, it's a bit baffling quite what's there, and I, I think it's maybe associated with what I think of as the earthiness, 
It's like kind of an earthy hop flavor, right. but it's certainly not just a hop. It's, it's much more of a malt thing, and maybe there's some interaction with like an earthy hop that's giving it a, a flavor that I don't, I don't, I don't like. And I'll, I'll ask yeah. you when we're done, like what kind of hops you use. And I, I don't really think it's a minerally thing either. In the I, end, I don't think I, so like, either. It doesn't taste like minerally or. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just guess, and we'll, we'll obviously we'll ask Chris later, but uh, maybe it's on the yeast too long. It, to me, it tastes like a yeast, yeast contact length of time thing. I guess we'll, 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 we'll ask yeah. him that in a couple, yeah. in this I guess couple it's minutes. PH. It's not, I like pretending not, that he's not, not even listening. This is that's the best part. Yeah, exactly. Well, just it's like uh, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really well attenuated. I, I really appreciate the attenuation. Saison needs to be really well attenuated. This beer succeeds at that. It's hard to do, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to do. Uh, and there are several Saison options, but the one that I like, yeah, that, 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 that Y-East 3738, that's Real the one you've got to drive that fucker up to, like, 90 degrees if you want it to attenuate all the way. Sing songs to it and, like, pet the, the, the bag that you get. You in must yeah. say French to this thing, and it, 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 it is yeah. okay. And play ratatouille for it to watch, and it is uh, it's tough. Uh, low hot bitterness and flavor, totally fine for style. Uh, low level of spice. I kind of want a little more spice character out of this. Uh, got kind of a, a high bitterness, which is appropriate. Uh, give it eleven out of twenty for flavor. Uh, Mouthfeel, body is kind of low, medium, slight warming. Medium carb. Would have liked to have a little bit more carbonation from this. Um, and four out of five for that. Overall impression, seven out of ten. And that's primarily associated with this weird off flavor that we just can't quite figure out what it is. Uh, love the highly attenuated character of this. A little more spice character would be good. And this also kind of leads me, like Jason was saying, it's not quite as spicy as I would like it to be, which makes me wonder, was there a fermentation issue? So look forward to hearing about your recipe, about your yeast, uh, you know, the timing of fermentation, temp control. All Water, we will totally, We will totally grill you on all this. But first, quick question to kick it off in a, a, a nice uh, way. Are you in a homebrew club and you want to give them a shout out? I'm actually not in a homebrew club. You are, you are a lone wolf <laughs> like a Tim McVeigh. Wow! Well, there you go. Oh, I went dark there all of a sudden. Yeah, geez, Sorry about that. Brian. Brian's yeah. going through some some troubling times right now, Chris. So don't worry about. Um, so let's talk about your beer for a sec, man. What do you uh, uh, what do you think about the comments and uh, about the malt, or, or at least the 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 influx of comments? Because there were a lot of them. Yeah. No, I I totally agree and before i get into it can i ask you guys i, I didn't get a score from either of you so oh I landed sorry. At a, good work <laughs> sorry about that yeah i landed at a 32 on it yeah my final i apologize my final score 32 also and we did not coordinate this oh, in wow. advance we just happened to both be 32 Nice. Which is still very good, right? That's yeah, the very good range there's not right not really big faults in the spirit not really no missed the mark a little bit with Something, yeah. yeah. You're, you're on Dr. Homebrew, so we're going to be hypercritical about stuff. That's, that's true. Just, that's the nature of, of the beast. You send it in, we're going to be yeah, talking in detail. I, uh, I mean, it's not bad. I, I, yeah. would, I would finish the whole bottle if it were placed in front of me. I'm just, we're just talking about stuff that could be better. Well, let's talk about uh, your recipe. Let's go through that real fast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, the whole idea with this uh, was kind of to, to brew a grisette. So I know there's not really one of those in the 2015 
style guidelines. So this is kind of a spitball with that. So I started with seven pounds of Belgian Pilsner, uh, half a pound of malted wheat, one pound of flaked wheat, and I added a half a pound of cane sugar. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the hot bill is, I'm going to butcher this, but one ounce of <laughs> drizzle spots. Yeah. Is that right? That's good, man. Yeah, so, right. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. That sounds good to me. He's very frothy. Hey, yes. right. See? Yeah. Yeah. Something European, right? And then, uh, and that's it. 60 minutes, one ounce of drizzle spots at 60 minutes. Uh, one quarter ounce of steering goldings at 15, half ounce of check saws at 15. And a half ounce of EKG at flame out. So, and I did use the uh, 3711 French Saison yeast by Y Yeast. And uh, for every beer I do, I add Clarity Firm. Um, that kind of helps with clarity. And my wife is gluten free, and she likes to drink beer. And this actually brings it below the uh, mm. 10 parts per million gluten content. Okay, nice. all right. I wonder yeah, if that had I mean, so well attenuated. Well, and that's got to have something to do with the mouthfeel, right? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it makes it thinner. I actually have had issues with when I've been trying to do, brew like thicker beers, like Imperial Stouts, something like that. It, yeah. it does end up a bit thinner. feels light, light bodied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if if it's that taking the malt kind of the giving the light body away, right? But you have all that wheat. And I wonder if that's maybe the flavors that we're trying to figure out. I don't know how gluten yeah. works. Is there wheat? Is I'm there not gluten? Sure. Wheat? What's know. your What's your water like? Do you know? So water is wet. It's wet. pretty hard. <laughs> um, the city I live in, I haven't. I, I need to like go down there or something. But the <laughs> the water quality report um, is has not been updated for about four years. So I don't know exactly what I'm working with as far as minerality. I think it's a little bit harder. Um, but I, I think dip, pH is somewhere around like exactly what's seven and a half, eight, or something like that. Okay. But mm-hmm. I, I did get the mash pH down to five point three eight, which okay. seemed about right for me. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I do get like a, a real big like Cheerio kind of mm-hmm. thing on my breath. That kind of reminds me of. I don't know if I've ever like quote unquote tasted THP, but it's. Yeah, or, or, yeah, or like so, off-brand Cheerios, you know? Yeah, and the one uh, right, call yeah. it the, the mouse taint. Is, mouse taint, yeah. yeah. But here's the thing, though, is <laughs> THP, you don't t- because of the pH, you don't taste the THP until, and, and this is maybe where I'm just not knowledgeable enough about THP, and maybe it's a pH thing, so the THP and sour beer, mm-hmm. you don't taste it, you drink some sour beer, and you breathe out, and like it's like a few seconds later, you're like, "Oh crap, that's Cheerios!" Right, but uh, this beer is not as acidic is like as a sour beer, this so immediately it's already... you get Cheerios. So right. maybe there's not that thing where your mouth has to work, and then maybe that is THP. It's already there because yeah, because your mouth doesn't have to reduce, doesn't have to adjust the pH yeah, to like a balanced thing with your spit enzymes and all that stuff. And yeah. that's my that's my advanced biochemistry with the spit enzymes. Um, no, you're, you're just you're, as it's going through your mouth and saliva is coming in, it's, like, it's bringing the pH up to more like regular beer pH, and then you taste it. So like this is already at regular beer pH, so then you taste it immediately. So I think I think I would point. say I think there's THP in this beer. You tasted Cheerios, Chris, Brian, and I both yeah, thought we tasted some a Cheerio like Cheerio thing. It's coming in with some THP somehow. 
I'd, I'd be very curious about the the uh, the flaked wheat and the the malted wheat and the uh, clarity firm. Like yeah. like what flavors the clarity firm will kick off? If any, I imagine there's some. There's got to be some. Some interaction that has to change the flavor somehow, and I wonder if I wonder if that's well. Wheat wheat is super glutinous. Yeah, right. I mean, if you're talking about gluten free, uh, and it's uh, by the way, uh, gluten reduced, gluten reduced, uh, or not trying to make any FDA approved statements here. Uh, You're (laughs) a good man to make sure that your wife gets beer that she can drink. Wheat is much more glutinous than barley. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is some weird com- – yeah, that's a good point. I mean I've right? never heard of anyone trying to use Clarity Firm in a, in a beer that's got a wheat component to it. A heavy wheat component. Yeah. And this may be just an interaction between the Clarity Firm and the wheat. I mean, Brian, what do you think? I don't know that the Clarity Firm uh, – you know, I haven't used it, but I don't know that it's supposed to do too much to the flavor. It's going to drop some things out that are that are in the beer, so it's going to well, reduce flavor and lighten body. For that's sure. what I mean. And yeah, not that it's changing necessarily the flavor, but it's it's subtracting so, some of the components, and maybe it, it's maybe it's leaving more of the wheat flavor i guess or mm-hmm. the, the wheat uh i don't i don't know like right. oils the, the or taste, whatever yeah. without the body like the to balance it out like I said, i've never heard of someone yeah. using it with wheat as opposed to barley and maybe it's right. leaving behind this cheerios flavor that's kind of this uh, uh this cereal yeah, it's it's very strange. It's I very strange. Off brand Cheerios. Off like brand Cheerios. Said. It's not really it's not really flavorful, but it's there like you're eating like this off brand. What do they call that at Walmart? Like the Cheerios? Or yeah, something, something like or, that. Yeah. yeah. I, so I, I mean, I, I don't know because it, the beer it, the beer tastes fine, like everyone's saying, but it is just kind of blob globulous. It's just kind of doesn't really have a shape to it, especially in the flavor. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that, yeah, the... Right? I mean, that's kind of what we're saying. Right. Yeah. And I don't know that Clarity Firm is, is doing much to it, you know, other than just pulling it, lightening it up a little bit. But, like, the THP I'd... generally comes up, I think, when you have a little brett in there. And, but I'm mm-hmm. not getting a big brett and, or a little, you know, oxidation and combining. And then it's just... Uh, I mean, there's a little, the like, maybe tartness in the in the nose, but not yeah. there's not no brett. Yeah, I, I would love a side-by-side. And THP could age out too. Like you can yeah. let this sit for a while, and it may taste completely different. And uh, you know that might be going away. Is it pretty fresh? When did you brew it? I brewed it January twentieth. Yeah. Oh, so oh, very okay. fresh. Yeah. All right. So definitely you didn't leave it on the yeast for too long. That's for sure. Nah. What was your batch size? Five gallon. Yeah. Would you have a five gallon batch? Yeah. Size yeah. On this? Okay. Five gallon batch. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing the beer. It's definitely yeah, like, that's crazy. A tasty beer and it's enjoyable. Yeah, um, you gave us a lot to talk about. If <laughs> if, if you do it again, I, I would personally just pull some aside and not clarity firm it, just for you to taste on your own to see if if a beer with this much wheat, this much gluten, it, it does kind of subtract some of the flavors. I that's don't know. a great, great idea. I really like that idea. Yeah. But make sure that it has a thing it's very labeled for you and that yeah. your wife doesn't inadvertently <laughs> yeah. uh, drink out of that because that, that, that'll be a bad, be bad week for all of you. Yeah. Uh, do you have any questions, Chris? Uh, yeah, I mean, I know it's kind of a mystery, but do you guys have any advice uh, besides dropping the clarity firm and experimenting with that a little bit as just how to improve this beer? 
Did you did you temperature mm. control your fermentation? Did you say that and I just didn't quite hear hear you? No, yeah. Um, so I have controlled fermentation during the warmer months, but uh, where I keep my fridge, it's about 40 degrees. So I have ambient temperature fer- fermentation at about 68 for this. Okay. So. Now, you used 3711, right? Yeah. So the 3738, I think, is the one that likes it really hot. I would double check. Uh, I don't have it right in front of me. I would pull up the website for Y-Yeast and just check the optimum fermentation temp for this. Saison tends to like to get fermented hot uh, to get fully attenuated. You don't seem to have a problem with that, and the Clarity Firm, I think, helped a lot. But here's also a thought, that if I, I, if you can control your fermentation temp to whatever Y.E. says 3711 should be, try to do that, and maybe you get more attenuation you may have had a situation where some of your attenuation came from Clarity Firm and not the yeast. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm totally guessing. I'm talking. I'm thinking out loud here. And if you, in my experience, saison, because the the momily about saison yeast, I have no idea if it's true. Is that it comes? It's essentially a red wine yeast that adapted to ferment uh, beer. And if you've been to a winery that does red wine. They do crazy shit like it's it's harvest time and like hey what are these big you know thousand gallon tanks in your parking lot when it's a hundred degrees out oh that's we just uh, pitch some yeast in our red wine like what as a home brewer you just want to slap them around but that's the that's what red wine likes so traditionally saison yeasts are thought of as ones that like to be fermented hot so again just check check the fermentation temp. If you can, if it wants to be hot, you can drive it hot, drive it hot, and then do your clarity firm. Again, just thinking out loud here for things that might help you. Yeah, uh, you can say son likes typically likes to be hot. Brian, what do you think? Uh, well, I, I pulled it up, but yeah, this one you don't want to go into the eighties with this one. You know, with the other one, yeah, like, you would want to drive it up. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like sixty-five to seventy-seven. So you're kind of on the lower end for that. And to get a little more fruitiness, you could aim for the more the middle of that, or towards you know, and then maybe ramp it up a little bit towards the higher. Uh, so yeah, try it. Yeah, maybe drive it up three or four degrees to try like the low seventies, maybe. Yeah. yeah. See what okay. happens. Yeah. It'll definitely get fruitier. So that's true. And I like a fruity saison. Which yeah. kind of tends to be my personal bias. I love brewing these beers. By the way, I try to do a saison every year. I like to put a little orange zest in, make it kind of a fruit, like an orange. Uh, like a fruit cheat fruit. there, but that doesn't work, right? Well, not a, not a cheat. I mean, no, I, yeah, if they, I, if they, I compete, they, I'll enter it as a fruit beer. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I, I like to have a little, or, like a little navel orange, yeah. toss like some zest in or something. But it's I, I love the style. It's refreshing and high carb and just ref- and, and really really good. But yeah, good good job, man. Thank you for sending it in. Yeah, what, yeah. Anything else, Chris? No, that's it. Thank you guys so much okay. for the feedback. Appreciate cool. it. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it, man. All right. All right. When do you right, put bye. your orange zest in? Uh, I'll put it in the. I don't secondary because I don't want to mm-hmm. expose it to more uh, uh, the potential of infection. But I will open my primary about a week there. before. I'll, I'll zest onto like a, a plate that I've sanitized, and I'll just take a knife that I sanitize, and I'll just like take some zest and I'll put it in my primary within a week to go. We'll let it sit on there for like a week and then yeah. rack it off. It sounds nice and farmhousey. I like it. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking of yeast. 
yeast. If you want to gain a more in-depth knowledge of yeast, you can join White Labs on March 13th and 14th for Yeast Essentials 2.0 in San Diego. This two-day workshop will explore fermentation control points, tips for maintaining optimal yeast performance, and how to develop desired yeast flavor compounds. Attendees will learn methods for off-flavor detection and sensory evaluation techniques of different strains, as well as how to properly troubleshoot different fermentation problems. If you can't make it to San Diego, they're also doing a live webcast. If you register by uh, February 14th, but that was uh, too long ago, and that was only early bird pricing anyway, so you can still make it. Uh, but check it out. Go to whitelovescom slash education. All right, we're going to take a quick break, very quick break, and we're going to come back. We're going to be talking to Avery and uh, drinking some more beer. This is Dr. Homebrew. We will be right back. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Now, back to the examination. All right. Thanks for sticking around, everybody. Before we get to our friend Avery, who has been on before, you might recognize his voice. He's becoming popular. I don't know. (laughs) He's blowing up. I'm going to tell you guys about GrogTag. You can go to grogtag.com right now. And, of course, you know, you can get a bunch of cool labels and coasters and bottle caps and all that kind of stuff. They're all custom. But I would encourage you to go to beta.grogtag.com. Their beta site is still up and running where you can get 25% off. And, you know, I'm undercutting our own, you know, coupon code, which is BNARMY, by the way. You only save 10%. Stop doing But for that. now, you're saving 25%, and you can check out all the cool stuff that uh, is going on over there on beta.grogtag.com. There's a new editor where you can add text boxes and move stuff around and, and do a lot of really creative stuff. You can also create a, um, a login uh, for, your, for your work, and you can save your work, and you can save your past stuff. So it's a, it's a whole thing. Do it a whole bunch of cool stuff over there on GrogTag. So check it out, beta.grogtag.com. Let me call Avery here right now. I wish you could make a lot of money beta testing software because I can break any software. And GrogTag no, does I not think you can. go to their beta site because I will break it so hard. I have a knack for that. Tell them. Oh, no, they're, yeah. uh, they're looking for people just like software. you. Uh, Brian, what uh, beer are we drinking? Oh, Avery's on here. Avery, what's going on, man? Uh, not too much. How are you guys doing? Yeah, hey, pretty great. good. Pretty good, man. We're about to drink, uh, what are we drinking here? A, uh, a, a, an English brown ale with chai spices. Chai spices, yes. Yep, yep. I thought I'd get a little crazy. <laughs> it hey, sounds like you're getting a lot crazy, I man. Mean, see, it's, it's a hazy <laughs> IPA this time. The that's first true. That's, that's nice. That's true. Is this the first time you've uh, tried something like this? 
Um, this is definitely not my first time at a brown, but definitely my first time at spicing it up like this. Ah, okay. All yeah. right. So is this a, this is a, a base brown? Did you tweak anything about it to adjust for the chai, or just kind of definitely? Um, so I have a sort of a go-to base that uh, you know I've kind of uh, I wouldn't say perfected, but have done a couple iterations of, and I've liked, and then. And on that, I, in terms of throughout the hot side, it was yeah. just adding some lactose um, during the, hmm. it was about a pound of lactose for about a, you know, 12, 14 gallon batch. Yeah. Right. Um, I so. thought maybe there's some lactose going on here. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds uh, cool. I can't wait to drink it. Brian yeah. Shar, yes. why don't you start us out, dude? I sure will. So... I enjoyed this beer. Uh, there was some low levels of spice noticeable um, in my score sheet's written based on this being a colder beer, and as it's warmed up, it's definitely a little more pronounced spice. Uh, but the aroma is dominated by malt. Definitely got some low caramel, and um, in, in my theme for this beer is oatmeal raisin cookie. I mean, this is a chai beer, but the spices to me come across through, especially as it warms up, total oatmeal raisin cookie. And that's, that's a good thing. Uh, no diacetyl, no off aromas. Uh, definitely get some vanilla as it warms, consistent with this cookie character. I give it 8 of 12 for aroma. Appearance 3 of 3, uh, large head, tan in color and persistent. Uh, colors dark brown with ruby highlights, very clear, uh, hard to do in a dark beer sometimes, but definitely very obviously a clear beer. Flavor, initially the flavor was malty with uh, sort of a medium caramel uh, character, low hop bitterness, no hop flavor, very well attenuated. You know, with all the beers tonight, you know, the last couple of shows, we've had some really well attenuated beers, and that's that's very welcome. And that makes any beer a lot better when it's well, well fermented. <laughs> that's well true. Attenuated. That's true. Um, there's a little heat in the finish, not very much. A uh, little, little. Uh, it's more even more of a mouthfeel character, but there's a, there's a very slight bit of alcohol noticeable. Um, spices are low and detected more in the in the heat and the taste. I'd be curious if there's some kind of. Uh, 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 spice that's more of a hot spice in this because I get kind of a hot spice character in the finish on mm. some sips. Uh, it's weird. Not every sip do I get that, but sometimes I get almost like a cardamom or something that gives me like a little bit of a heat yes. or a serrano. Yeah. That's, or a part, that's a component of style, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, so there's no, uh, well, I'll go to this in a second. Uh, as it warms, the vanilla uh, raisin oatmeal cookie uh, increases. Gave it a 12 out of 20. Mouthfeel, 5 out of 5. Uh, medium body, medium carbonation, slight warming, slight astringency from, from spices, and then that, that's okay for the style. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed this beer a lot. I, I think this might have done better if it were in a 30A. So this was entered in, in 29B, which was a fruit and spice ale. But there's no fruit that's declared. And 30A is the spice herb vegetable. And I, I was pretty generous. I gave this overall as a 34 out of 50. If, this, if I were in a competition and I got this beer, I like this beer, this would definitely be more in the mid-20s, and the score I'd be giving you is more like, where's the fruit? You declared a fruit. This is a fruit and spice entry. 
it's not there. Not be- and I would give it that score not because it's a bad beer, but because it was entered in a category where one of the, the key components simply wasn't declared or, or noticeable. Um, um, was, was that was there- my mistake. I think I meant to s- submit it as a spice and herb, not a spice and fruit. Okay, well, so, that, so that's good. So, so I, essentially, I mean... <laughs> wow, Avery, way to go, dude. Yeah, and we yeah. thought you were so a home happens. brewer. Jesus Christ. So here, here's yeah, the thing. Jesus I mean, Christ. we were... We, it's Dr. Homebrew, and we're trying to be gentle here. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying this, but I, I judged it more like it was a 30A. I, okay. I didn't again. If if it were in a comp, you'd you'd be more like a twenty four than a thirty four. Not because of flavor, but because of just that that entry issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I love the oatmeal cookie character, and in fact, I might, from a, a standpoint of how you characterize this for entrance, I, I think it's a very flavorful and tasty beer. I think if you called it an oatmeal raisin cookie brown. Mm -hmm. I've had commercial examples of oatmeal raisin cookie that I haven't thought have been as oatmeal raisin cookie as this one. Maybe I'm the only Mm -hmm. one of you guys. But I thought it was really well done. Good job. 34 out of 50. uh, I would have an entire uh, pint of this. And like several beers I have on this show, you'd probably be carrying me out of here uh, if I could drink as much as I wanted. So <laughs> that's well, well, well awesome. done. That's really the that's, common that's theme. High it's it's that Brian Shar gets wasted. Maybe it's rather I drink than too much. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe have a problem. Who's the rest of the bottle, buddy? No. Right. <laughs> there you go. All right, Mr. Cooper, go ahead, please. All right, yeah. Um, so in the nose, I got a lightly sweet malt with hints of chocolate and faintly nutty under there. Some caramel. Uh, moderate fruity esters, and uh, but yeah, prominent um, chai spice. Not really like so. You know, chai is the tea, and then you have you know the masala, uh, masala chai is the the spiced version of the tea. You know, over there, but uh, it, it 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 tastes like this or it smells like the spices, and not really like super tea like. So, I'm, and you did declare as just like chai spices, not chai tea. So. Uh, you know, if there's any tea in this or not, we'll we'll talk about that. But I'm not getting right. a big tea presence here at all. Uh, especially that that cardamom comes out in there uh, uh, fairly uh, well in balance with the style. It's it's popping out a bit over the top. I would say above the the styles, like the the chocolates and the you know the nuttiness are kind of fighting to be seen a little bit. But but it is really actually in pretty good balance with the style. Uh, just just the spice wins out a little bit. And it may be pretty fresh. I'm not sure, but yeah, uh, I'm not getting any DMS or diacetyl, anything in there. It's, it's a nice, clean beer, and I like the the British, uh, the brown ale base style there with this. And it actually works. Yeah, it's well done. Uh, appearance wise, it's a medium light, reddish brown colored beer with a low kind of Manila envelope beigeish head that falls after a while to a low collar of fine bubbles. Uh, yeah, it's mostly finer bubbles in there. Uh, Flavor wise. It's multi, and so in the flavor, I get like all of a sudden this big toffee-like note comes out. I really like that. A light chocolate. There's no real coffee or anything here. It's just chocolate and toffee and a little caramel in the background. Um, I like the way that came out, and then I'm also getting a little uh, licorice-like component in there. Again, with you know, there's the the cardamom, but also I'm wondering if there's maybe some. And I don't know. I want to know if you made if you made your own chai spices, if you planted it yourself, or if you just used a classic mix from somewhere. But uh, I'm getting a fennel like kind of um, anise kind of licorice note here. So 
and that's nice with everything else. Uh, it's subtle, but it's it's in there. Uh, the sweetness, uh, you know, it's actually Brian declared it as being fairly dry. I, I was getting a sweetness and like specifically kind of a milk like sweetness, and it's like there's got to be some lactose in this thing. It's and it's just playing off those chai spices and it's working as like that that milky tea spiced tea thing, and uh, with the beer instead of tea-like flavors, you know. So, uh, yeah, this has a clean British ale for a man. Finishes, to me, kind of medium sweet, actually, and along with the chai spice and the toffee-like stuff. I mean, I wouldn't say it's under-attenuated either. It's 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 attenuated just fine, but, you know, and that toffee-like lingers into the aftertaste. Uh, hops are low and out of the way, as they should be, and the bitterness is, is, is not s- substantial. Um, it's a really nice job of balancing. I really like the flavor of this beer. Uh, mouthfeel-wise, medium body, medium low carbonation, uh, no warmth, slightly creamy, smooth, but a bit biting from the phenolic spice. Uh, but otherwise, there's no obvious astringency. So that the, the fennel or some, if something in there is just a little biting or the cardamom uh, gives you a little phenolic bite in the mouthfeel. Yeah. Uh, I knocked it down a little bit for that. I gave it a 3 out of 5 for mouthfeel. But it's not really harsh either, so it, maybe I'm rough there. But anyway, it's only 5 points to work with, so... Uh, overall, it's a very pleasant drinking beer uh, with solid elements of the style and the chai spice coming through nicely. Um, so I'd love to know what blend you got in there. Um, I would say it would help to increase the carbonation a bit. And um, so, again, I, I I wouldn't declare it as a fruit and spice beer if, if there's no fruit in it. But since you did have no fruit in the description, I just assumed that it was categorization error, and I judged it as a 30A. Gave it the yeah, benefit of the doubt. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so that, it's a it's a 37. If it was if it was entered as a as a 29B, I'd have to give it like a you know 29 or lower or something like that, just like because it's then it's missing the mark a little yeah, bit. We were on the same page on that. So uh, really nice beer, and yeah, tell us tell us more about tell us about the spice, um, the base style, everything else. So what do you got here? Nope. We we lost lost contact with the aliens. Skype. It's all right. Skype always does this thing. It's all good. Um, Avery, you still there? Hmm. All right. Well, we lost Avery, so maybe oh, he'll call my back. Chai blend was uh, no. I really like the the way the chai came across in that, and it, it had that cardamom, which is kind of it's got a little bit of a kind of green peppery thing going on. Yeah. And then, but not like a sharp, harsh one, just really smooth and nice. And um, and a little fennel-like kind of note, too. So That's the Avery. Fun. Yeah, sorry about that. It's all right, okay. man. Don't worry about it. It's all good. So were, were you guys asking uh, sort of what the base beer was and what went into it, et cetera? Yeah. Tell us about your chai and did you blend it yourself? Yeah, so uh, obviously... Um, the inspiration behind this was actually my wife because uh, she has she's not a big beer drinker, so it's always an in- interesting road to try and find a beer that she'll actually drink. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was my attempt. She's a, she loves coffee and she loves chai, so I would thought I would try my hand at it. And in terms of the spices, you guys picked up on a lot of them. So there's vanilla, uh, cardamom, cinnamon. Um, uh, let's see, nutmeg, allspice, ginger were the were the main components of that. And then in terms of the base beer, um, let me pull up the recipe. It was 
The base was Maris Otter and had about a pound and a half of, of oats, a pound and a half of dark crystal from Simpson, Simpsons, about a pound of biscuit, another pound of crystal T50, and a little bit of chocolate for some color. And that was about it in terms of uh, the, the malt bill. I think that Maris Otter is giving you a real nice base to build on, too. It's like yeah. an English beer. Oh, yeah. If you use a really good floor-malted Maris Otter, you can tell a huge difference in the beer, you know. Yes. Seems yeah. quality. So did you guys, uh, unfortunately, you guys were cutting out a little bit, especially when uh, Brian was going through it. Uh, um, but uh, so it was sort of interesting because, Brian, you thought that you got a good amount of spice and maybe it was just just – in terms of it competing with the base beer, it might have been just a tad too much. Um, but then on the other side, uh, you guys were getting more oatmeal cookie and a lot more of the base malt beer, which is sort of interesting, I think, in general with these spiced beers. With a lot of my other friends, some people will say, oh, man, the chai is really subdued and I'm not picking that much of it up. And then others will say, oh, I think it's a little bit over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, so... In terms of improving the beer, what would you guys, I mean, where, where are you guys at in terms of, uh, you know, whether I, should I have gone more on the balance of chai spices in a different direction? Where would you go? Or just reduced yeah. it or? Where would you go, Mr. Brian? You know, I think this is probably right about on the money because if mm-hmm. I think it's oatmeal raisin cookie and uh, Mr. Cooper thinks that it is maybe a little on the high side, that's the thing. The threshold for spice is always going to be a little different for everyone. Yeah, that's the nature of chai. I think. Exactly. It's very polarizing. You say, well, it was spice, spice or vegetable <laughs> beer in general. And you, you don't want to be so... You need to be sure it's there because it's uh, it's something you'll be judged on as part of the style. But you you want it to be so much, but it's all that's there, right? If all that we tasted were spices, then we'd have to knock it down because where's the beer? Yeah. And what I right. really like about this beer is that it is it, it's I, I get more oatmeal raisin cookie character, and that's totally great for that combination of spices. But the base beer is still present. And we, we judge, you, you, you put this in 30A when you enter it in competition. This is your know, mid to high 30s, and that's a good score. Yeah, I right. think, um, yeah, definitely in the nose, I was worried that the spice was winning out too much. But once I got into the flavor and had that nice little toffee-like thing, I was really enjoying the, the way it, it did balance and yeah. present itself. So, you know, I was like, yeah. okay, in the nose, some of the chocolate or, the you know, some of the subtle notes of the English style are fighting to be seen. But then you really taste that, that English malt when you get in the flavor. And it's like, oh, this is right, man. This is good balance. So right. oh, nice. I, I wouldn't change it too much. I You know, I personally would back it up just a tiny touch. But, you know, it's still going to be plenty there. We both get it just fine. But, yeah. um, you know, or maybe just add another uh, a malt to to, to – Leave a little more complex. Uh, uh, no, you don't want to. You don't want to complicate your recipe too much, but uh, something a little. You know, give a little more nuttiness, a little more biscuit mall or something in there. Just give it a little, mm. a little more uh, contrast to, to everything else that's there. But yeah, don't go too crazy. <laughs> no, that's yeah. right. Yeah, spicing a beer is definitely a scary thing to do. Oh yeah, absolutely. Spices can be. Really, it's like you guys were saying, astringent and hot and all those terrible flavors that you don't want in a beer. So when you're putting it in, 
you're just you know sort of closing your eyes and hoping not only did you get the right balance between the various spices that make up a masala chai but also sort of the is the aggregate too much yeah no it's totally right and i've i've done stuff like taken the eyedropper and put stuff in individual bottles for competition and just cross my fingers and hope for the best, you know? You just do, yeah. uh, there's that, or the, you can go for the whole, like, I got a keg, I'm putting it in, and I'm going for it. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. the scary uh, part. Yeah, it's a little scary sometimes. Yeah. I'm committing five gallons of beer to this being what it's going to be. <laughs> I wonder what yeah. you like with a little little more chocolatey notes, too. But, it, again, you don't want to go too crazy or make it too much. No. And there's, yeah. no, there's no tea tea in this, right? I mean, it's just spices, right? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So I didn't, didn't mention that. But yeah, there's no tea. It right. was just the lactose, which was sort of, you know, it was actually interesting because I thought the lactose added, I thought, uh, a lot of sweetness. It actually was a pretty yeah. well attenuated beer before I added it. I th- or uh, So... I was going to mention this, but I actually Uh-oh. forgot to add the lactose during the boil, <laughs> so, wow. so I added it uh, basically after it had been crashed, uh, mm. but I just boiled up the lactose and threw it in. Um, so it was yeah, a pretty well attenuated be beer right. beforehand, and I think it went to about 1018 after lactose had been added. Yeah. In terms of the final gravity. It would have just been harsh without that. So that's perfect, yeah. perfect move. Yeah. I, it in. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think there's, I think it's a good beer. I, I think, you, like, I think what everyone was saying, you're going to have a hard time pleasing everybody. Mm-hmm. So make it to what you like. Or if you want to please the masses, then do what, like, uh, Sam Adams does, or BJ's, or whatever, if you have one of those around you, or any sort of these larger breweries that, kind of flirt with more flavorful beers and you just kind of dumb it down a little bit to make right. please everybody. But I, I totally, you know, to that point, you know, the fact that Brian and I, that Brian thought it was a little more spicy than I did and we kind of centered around, we gave it a very similar score mm-hmm. and we, I, I think the spice level is probably pretty optimal for what you're <laughs> going to be able to do in competition <laughs> yeah, in all yeah. honesty. Yeah. The question is, did it please the wife? That's the important thing. Oh yeah, thing. yeah, she didn't, uh, she didn't <laughs> It's funny because, you know, obviously she's very kind and, you know, she's not a big beer lover. And so most yeah. of the beers that she drinks, she smiles, but it's more of a grimace because ah. <laughs> she doesn't really like beer that much. So uh, this time, I think it actually went down pretty well. She actually had she got up on her own and went and got some more beers off the tap on her own. So wow, that's always wow. a good sign if Damn. she's helping herself. No, that's the best. I mean, you can you can hear all the words that you want, but if someone's willing to ingest a thing more more mm-hmm. than one time, exactly, you're you're that's ready for true. it. Yeah. That's a true. that's a true indicator for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, Avery, do you have any other uh, questions for everybody, or are you are we free to release you? Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I appreciate okay. you guys having me on again. Of course, it's like a work release, though. <laughs> yeah, I think for sure. Got to do something for the brewing network. Check for us check in go. periodically. Yeah, yeah, yeah really, exactly. Really I've, uh, I do I do have a Doppelbach uh, sitting sitting in. in uh, it's at Diacetyl Rest right now. I picked up a little bit of Diacetyl uh, mm-hmm. about a week mm-hmm. and a half or two weeks into primary fermentation. So I'm gonna been letting it sit for a little bit longer, and then once it passes my my test, I think I'm gonna go and crash. And then send it you guys' way when it's when it's done. We like that style of beer. That's odd. That's Double odd. Great. Oddly enough, you might want to warm it up a little to get rid of the diacetyl. Just saying. <laughs> another yeah. another non. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll put it in the microwave. Perfect. All right, yeah. Please do that. All yeah. right, we're, uh, we'll let you go, Avery. Thanks a lot, man. 
Thank you. All right. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Bye, dude. Bye. Okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to give stuff away. It'll we're going to microwave time. some it's beers. Dr. Homebrew will be, uh, you know, like I said, right back. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today i'm sorry to tell you this but we're gonna have to pour you out back to dr homebrew Okay, thanks a lot, everybody. We're uh, going to give some Grog Tags away here. $40 gift certificate to grogtag.com or beta.grogtag.com if you want to save a little bit extra cash yeah. on that order of custom reusable labels, which nobody else really does. So it's a pretty cool thing. Everything is uh, professionally designed there at Grog Tag. You fill in the blanks, upload a photo if you want, uh, or don't. Do whatever you want. Yeah, and I'm gonna wander down to Starbucks after this and order a chai tea latte. Like, just I never order one for myself. Neither do I. Extra hot, no water. I want one for some reason. No, just kidding. But (laughs) my my girlfriend always says, "Extra hot, no water, chai tea latte." That's the way to go. I'm just saying. There's no water. What do you mean, no water? I don't know. Just what she says. I don't know what it even means. She just wants the extra tri- hot, the, no the water. Try tea is it's a syrup. Yeah, but and I so think they just maybe pump you... it in, and then in the latte, it's just uh, espresso and milk. Maybe it's just I don't know what it means, man. Your girlfriend's crazy. But she, no, she's awesome. <laughs> crazy if she's crazy. Everybody at Starbucks thinks you're crazy because yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. it's no really water. just it's a way for Brian's girlfriend to like what is it gaslighting? No, it's not gaslighting. <laughs> Where it's like I'm going to make Brian look like an idiot in front of other people, so I keep him. <laughs> that would not be like what's going on at all. She just likes like we should like weird, we should like weird stuff. What can I say? Yeah, I mean yeah, it's. She Beer and coffee. It's like when I worked, when I worked at Starbucks, people would ask for like a mocha latte, and then I and then you get to look at them. You're like, well, which one is it? Is it a mocha or a latte? A, a mocha just has chocolate. It's a latte, but it has chocolate syrup in it. And then they go, oh, I don't, I don't know. And I'm like, but I need to know which one you want because I can't make the thing that doesn't actually exist. I don't know. That was just it was a little fun for me. Anyway, the uh, $40 <laughs> gift certificate to Grog Tag goes to... Let's go to our buddy Chris. Chris, all right. Good job, dude. Good job, Chris. The next saison. Get some labels, dude. Labels are good stuff. Let's go. Dr. Home. Brew outro bed. Outro. Speaking bed. of bed, I mean, I gotta sit here and edit these stupid shows. Then I gotta go to the friggin' uh, uh, grocery store and buy food for my stupid kid. 
Oh, pain in the ass. Kids, kids are dumb. You'll make it. I'll make it. It's All right, everybody. Factory across the factory. Street. It's a yeah. palace. Palace, sorry, palace that a factory. Never, uh, never uh, downplay the monarchy exactly. of the hot dog in this area. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening. If you enjoyed this show, uh, listen to some of our older shows. That'd be cool. And then, uh, depending They're on when good. it is, listen to some new shows. Whatever you want to do. Also, there's a bunch of stuff on the Brewing Network like the session and heads and tails and brew strong and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, all so those shows are boring, right? Um, I mean, this is the best. But if you want to send yeah. us beer, email Brian at thebrewingnetwork.com and we'll get your beer on our show. There you and go. Thank you. Is there a thing called the Sour Hour? No. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in, and until next time, we will see you later.